listening to the Bible 126 show. Many of us like to believe that our governments have our best interests at heart. We rely on our governments to provide us with education, roads and transport, public safety, defense, and many of the things that make our societies function. And so if there was a disaster on the horizon that would affect the well-being of billions of people, you'd imagine they'd tell us so we could prepare for what's coming, take steps to get ready. But what if they did the opposite? What if they hid the truth from us instead? Recently, I put up a poll on my Instagram story just asking people a very basic question. Do you trust your government? And 50,000 people responded to this. Overwhelmingly, the majority said no. Over 80% of people said no, they didn't trust their government, which left less than one in five people saying that they did. Now, if you're one of those one in five that does, chances are by the end of this video, you might be questioning your stance a little bit because I will be revealing in this video the financial lies and manipulations that are being told to us in order to keep us in the dark about our economy. Manipulation that could be misleading billions of people to believe the illusion that things might be okay when really they might not be. Things like that we might potentially be on the verge of a huge economic collapse, the biggest one in a century. So strap yourself in because we're going to go for a ride and stick around to the end where I share with you things that I'm doing myself to prepare. So let's get into it. But before we do, we have an amazing newsletter that people rave about. So if you want to find out about that yourself, link in the description. The backstory. During the 1970s, most of the Western world was hit by serious inflation. This was a result of an energy crisis and the US dollar no longer being linked to the value of gold and many other factors. The end result was massive inflation and the costs of goods and services going up for just about everybody. In the United States, inflation hit its peak in 1974 when it rose above 11%. At the end of the decade, it became even worse when it hit closer to 14%. Now, I'd like you to remember the numbers that I've just mentioned because they are about to get very important. This inflation caused massive levels of unemployment, a spike in bankruptcies and housing to become significantly more unaffordable for most people. And so that leads us to today. Cue someone you might be familiar with, uh, Elon Musk. So recently, Elon was asked on Twitter what he believes is the future for startups in America and his answer was pretty grim. He said that not many of the American startups would make it past the next recession. And according to Elon, the next big recession will hit us as early as spring this year. So that's only a few short months from now. Now sure, Elon is a dude that builds rocket ships and he does wanna put computers into our brains. However, we cannot forget that one of the first businesses he ever had was PayPal, which is in the financial services business. So I wouldn't necessarily say he's the most equipped to give answers about this. However, I would say that he probably has some sort of a unique view of the financial sector. So I do think that he's more qualified to talk about this than 90% of us. But even so, he's received a lot of criticism about his prediction. People think that even though inflation is high, it's nowhere near the 1970s level and that we shouldn't be too worried at all. Well, this is where the big financial lie comes in. The big lie. Just last year, it was announced that inflation had hit 6.2% in the United States, with much of the West not far behind. 6.2% doesn't sound like a big number, but it is the highest level of inflation we've seen in 31 years. Now, I'm not gonna talk about this part too much in this video. However, if you wanna know more about inflation and how just 6.2% can actually be quite scary, I've done a video on this previously. There is a link in the description. But here is the thing, 
inflation isn't actually at 6.2%. It's much higher than that. It is actually much higher than what it was in the 1970s. And this very fact is hidden away from us by the people that are meant to look after us and protect us. Inflation is calculated by something called the Consumer Price Index or CPI. The CPI basically takes the cost of things around you, which estimates the cost of living each year. Based on how much more expensive things around you are becoming, they're able to calculate inflation. So if the cost of living becomes 2% more expensive, inflation is said to be at 2%. So that sounds pretty simple, right? But what if they wanted to manipulate the figures of inflation? It seems that this could possibly be happening at this time. Previously, the inflation was calculated by comparing the cost of a constant basket of supermarket goods over time, but that is not what happens now. Today, the US government is actually able to manipulate that basket in order to determine what inflation stats are presented. For example, let's say the price of steak increases by 10% in just one year. Instead of fairly judging that steak has gotten more expensive and taking this into account with inflation calculations, they do something else instead. They substitute the steak for much cheaper hamburger meat, which they say is basically the same thing, but it's not. And they do this with all sorts of items to keep inflation numbers low. It's pretty insane how far this manipulation of data goes. So let's talk about one that we all could probably agree on, real estate, that it's gone up drastically in the last couple of years. You would imagine that the inflation rate around housing is based on real data and the actual increase of house and rent prices. Well, it used to be, but today it isn't. Instead of adding the increase of house prices, the government uses something called owner equivalent rent. This is a fancy way of saying that they just ask a few homeowners what they think they could rent their house out for and use that number. Instead of hard facts, their calculation is basically made up of opinions instead. So while the housing market in America has gotten around 15 to 16% more expensive over the last years, according to data, the government says no. They say it's only 3.9%. So it's basically like a group of scientists measuring how fast light travels. But instead of using the hard data that they find, they will ask Bob, just random Bob, and say, hey, mate, how fast do you think that the light travels? And they base their expertise, their numbers off that figure. Yeah. But what happens if we ignore this manipulation? and instead use old ways of calculating interest. Many prominent figures online have been heavily suggesting that governments, the US in particular, should consistently measure inflation. And if we do measure it consistently, inflation right now is actually closer to 15%, not the 6.2% that we've been told. What this means is that we could be potentially on the verge of one of the biggest financial collapses of our generation, a collapse so devastating that it could end up in food shortages, skyrocketing debt, and so much more. But not everybody is agreeing that things are actually this bad. Outlets like Vox would like you to believe that this time things are going to be different. That there's no way that what we're seeing now could be anything like the 1970s. Personally though, I wouldn't trust a media outlet that's sponsored by Goldman Sachs. The bank that almost bankrupted the planet during the 2008 economic crisis. The bank that potentially intentionally misled investors so they could profit from that collapse. So for me, it does feel like something might be on the horizon and because of that I want to be prepared. Now, before I give you some examples of what I'm doing personally to prepare, if you are not yet subscribed, consider to do so. And also, if you find this information really important for others, please do share it around. So what can you do? If we are indeed about to experience a really big hiccup 
in the economy, there are some things that you might want to consider in order to be prepared. Now, this is not financial advice whatsoever, but I am happy to share the things that I'm doing personally in order to get myself through this potential storm that's coming. Firstly, we do have to understand that if you have a lot of savings sitting in your bank account, that money is going down in value constantly as inflation increases. If inflation really is closer to 15%, that means in five years, half of your savings will be gone. The same amount of money will still be there, but in five years, that same amount of money will be able to buy only half as much stuff. Now, I do believe that having a little bit of cash on hand for emergencies is probably wise. However, if there is a massive recession coming, I wouldn't want too much of my money sitting in a bank. Generally, there are two places I would prefer to keep my savings in. And the first one I've spoken quite a few times on, on this channel, and that is investing in gold and silver. Because of this, I like to secure some of my wealth with precious metals and I store them in vaults around the world. Now, there are some coin shops in most cities around the world where you can actually get started with investing in silver for around $23 per ounce. But if you wanna hold a bigger portion of your wealth in precious metals, you might wanna consider vaults around the world. I personally use Gold Avenue, which is a great option for Europeans as they have Swiss vaults. If you're interested in their services, there is a link in the bio. The second way I like to store my a portion of my wealth is in cryptocurrencies because it receives a higher interest rate than most banks. BlockFi will actually pay you up to 9% interest for your cash deposits. So if you wanted to find out more about them, there is a link in the bio. Lastly, this might seem a little bit drastic, but people are doing it already, so I'm just gonna put it out there. A lot of people are moving out of cities and trying to find a piece of their own land so that they can have a community and also grow food in. If there is a potential recession coming, it is gonna hit the big cities first. Smaller, more self-sufficient communities that can grow their own food and take care of each other will be able to weather a serious financial crash better than those who are relying on everything they need for survival being delivered to them. For me, this is kind of a community I wanna live in anyway, and that is a good enough reason to make the move now instead of waiting for something bad to happen. In the end, it is about preparing yourself as best as possible while try to find as much financial stability in case there is a storm coming our way. What it is not, it's not waiting for governments in case something does go wrong for them to swoop in and save you because as this video shows, maybe they don't have our best interest at heart. But I wanna know from you. What do you think? Do you think that there is something on the horizon or is this a bit too doom and gloom for you? Do you think we're gonna be fine? Do you think that the governments and the financial systems will be able to recover from what we have seen in the world in the last two years? What research have you found? I'm just one person together with Leon, the co-founder, so we are interested in your thoughts as well. Otherwise, please make sure that you comment, like, subscribe if you haven't yet done so. Of course, that epic newsletter, really, try it out. It costs you nothing. <laughs> and finally, we have an amazing community of like-minded people, private membership, link in bio. And I will see you in the next one.